life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, meet Sheila Noye, a single professional woman who has led many people in the world and in God's church. She said independence was a way of life. It was a matter of survival. But after being diagnosed with multiple rare illnesses, she found herself in a position where she had to trust God and lean on other people. We call this episode, God Put Me in a Place to Force a Change, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you sharing with me and my audience. This is going to be exciting. So just jump right in and tell the audience who you are, and then let's jump into your life. Okay. Well, my name is Sheila Noye. Um, I am a single sister over 40. Um, I'll be honest, I'll be 55. (laughs) Come on, girl. (laughs) And um, I was born in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and uh, came to California when I was a toddler and then came up to the San Francisco Bay Area from Southern California Mm -hmm. um, to go to San Jose State. And uh, where I got into the campus ministry, where Robin Pam Skinner was uh, leading it at the time. Okay. That's my spiritual grandma, I call her. <laughs> and I've been up here since then. And okay. been a disciple for since 91, 1991. Okay. And I call that back in the day. Back, back in the day disciple. And uh, I am a regional HR manager for uh, behavioral health. Uh, organization. I don't okay. put plugs in because, you know, I'm not getting no perks. So <laughs> just say <behavior. laughs> And so um, where I am responsible for uh, HR for the San, uh, Sacramento County, Santa Clara County, and also Alameda County. So I travel. You travel. And, yeah. All right. and I, I lead, uh, always led a house church of single women. Um, and uh, love leading. Mm-hmm. Um, used to co-lead with the brother, but I, I think I like leading with all the women because we can have our personal time too. So right. we do miss the brothers though. <laughs> <laughs> Every meeting is a red table talk with us. <laughs> right, right. So, and, um, and now uh, what I'm doing, uh, as you and I discussed, I uh, created a, a Facebook group in the beginning of the COVID uh, time uh, for mm-hmm. singles over 40. So, and that has been a blast. It has grown um, tremendously. And mm-hmm. it, it fluctuates between 860, 860, and then we'll go up. But when someone goes dating or get married, then they're out the group. So it fluctuates. Right. And um, it's been an awesome ride. Uh, challenging as far as making me grow even more right so yeah 
Yeah. Awesome. So you are a girl who have been live and in charge most of her life. It mm. sounds like leading something or someone. Yes. What are some yes. lessons that she has learned along the way on this journey? Ooh. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> you take your time, girl. Take your time. <laughs> I, I, you know, for someone like me, and I'll start from the beginning, uh, I had to learn to take charge of my life at an early age with a growing up with a parent of uh, domestic violence, mm -hmm. um, left alone at home a lot. So independence was kind of forced on me to be an independent person. Right. And that kind of followed me as I, I grew and being in charge and everything. And what I've learned is I can't always rely just on me. I have to learn to stop relying on me. It has to be God. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about the scriptures like, be still, know that I'm God. Right. That's literally, that's something I have to keep reminding myself. Because mm. my human nature is to, okay, I got to do this. I got to take control. That don't look right. I got to figure that out. And right. I have to learn to sit back and let God take over. Mm -hmm. And trust God in everything in my decision. And if I fail, I can't be perfect. It's okay. It's not a right. failure. It's really a redirection how I look at it. Right. So learning that lesson, because for you, it was a matter of life and death in many ways. You know, if mm -hmm. I don't take care of it, it doesn't get taken care of. Right. And I right. think a lot of us can relate to that. I was raised, you know, I understand. And I mm -hmm. think, um, generally speaking, as a Black woman, that yes. kind of becomes who we are. Mm -hmm. um, what adjustments did you find you had to make in your, not in your work life, because you're in a position in work in which that would be an advantage. But mm -hmm. how did that show itself in your personal life? Ooh, we want to talk about relationships or you know, <laughs> wherever you want to go, girl. You know, with work, yes, with work, that is an advantage. But spiritually and with my relationships, mm -hmm. it's not an advantage. Mm -hmm. um, with my relationships with uh, sisters growing up spiritually, I had to learn the hard way that it was hard for people to feel vulnerable with me or to yeah. try to want to help me. Because yeah. I always had that appearance, I had it together or I'm taking over. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you're doing the double dutch and people are like, <laughs> let me in, let me in, but you won't jump out so they can have their time. <laughs> That's what it was like with me growing up spiritually. Um, right. And I, it, it was a hard lesson for me to learn. So God really had to put me in situations where I had no choice but to sit down. Hmm. Um, it also kind of affected the relationships, um, mm -hmm. even with brothers, um, because I became that strong black woman where the sister, uh, I'm leading the group, you know, and I'm like, well, I right. don't like the way you live. You know, right. I was young and needed some refinement. You know? <laughs> God bless those brothers who love me with patience, you know. <laughs> So I learned to be submissive, mm -hmm. um, but I have to say, it's still not something that um, I can't say I'm totally over that because I think that's one way that Satan tries to go after me. Right. That's my weakness. Right. So I have to be guarded up to know, okay, Sheila, I don't have to be strong. I don't have to lean on my own understanding, even mm -hmm. with my relationship with God. I have mm -hmm. to learn to, I have to always figure it out. Yeah. You know, and so 
it's something that I went to uh, the Bible because at a young age, um, I knew God had to be in my life. Right. Um, even time where I wanted to leave this world mm-hmm. um, because uh, I knew that once everything started cracking, I couldn't hold everything together. After a while, I just started to crack because I didn't know how to handle just relying on God and trusting yeah. And, oh, yeah. that makes sense, you know. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I, I love the double Dutch analogy because mm-hmm. it really is. You're trying to figure out how do I get in? How do I get in? Mm-hmm. Well, but at the same time, you're trying to figure out how do I get out? Yes. Yes. You know. Exactly. And be comfortable not, getting out. <laughs> and be comfortable getting out. Because I think a lot of times people are thinking, well, you won't let me in. But mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how do I maneuver this? How do I comfortably get out so that you can get it? It really is a learning for everyone involved. Yes, yes. You know, know, and the think about it, you know, I talk to other women like in my my group that are like me. Mm -hmm. We have this common thing where, yeah, we're being strong and we won't let people in, yet we break down and cry because we're so lonely. We don't believe people are there to help us. And why it's all on us, but we don't take the responsibility back. Right. Because you won't allow no one to go in. Don't yeah. cry about it if you're not going to let them in. And <laughs> that was something I had to recognize uh, in my character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have you done? And I, I, I can talk about this some too, because I'm, I'm very much built the same way. What mm-hmm. have you done to help you? in this area, because I do believe so many women, not just black women, but so many of us struggle with, yeah. you know, like, like you're saying, you're, you're frustrated with no one else is stepping in mm-hmm. and you're crying about that, but mm-hmm. you, you almost feel stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What helped me and what's continued to help me is I had to go deal with the root of my issues. Yeah, you know um, why I felt I needed to be that way because it does start with a young age. Yeah, um, I work with a lot of therapists, so I get free services. You know, (laughs) 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 Um, but it really took for me to. Well, no, let me rewind. It really took a lot from God to put me in situations that forced me because I was stubborn. Yeah and life situations, um, health issues, you know, I am, they call me Joe Bat, um, where I had no choice but to stop being stuck on um, being independent mm-hmm. and just totally surrender. And I said, God, I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be strong anymore. I'm lonely. I don't have many friends. And right. You know, I just started doing that self-pity thing. And I start going through the scriptures of of just trying to help me how to trust God. Because that's where it came from, trusting Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And practical things that I would do now if I feel like I'm on this mission and and I'm trying to be reliant. I take a pause for the cause and I ask myself, Sheila, do I really have to do this on my own? Right. Um, What would God want me to do maybe God sent this person to help me maybe I need to surrender you know I just started doing practically for myself to remind me that I don't have to carry the burden to 
be independent and to be stuck on relying on myself. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, that is, I have to say, it's that simple nature that does tend to, you know, crowd up. I love when you say God, God puts us in situations to force a change. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we, we cry for a change. We pray for a change. We, we, in our heart of hearts, we desire a change. Mm-hmm. And God is saying that change is not going to just poof. Mm-hmm. Come. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you in a situation. And a lot of times it's in situations you'd rather not be in right. in order exactly. to bring about change. I know that at least for my life, that seems to be how things work. Yes. And it's fine as how well. How did you or how do you manage not to, and I ask this because I think many people go here, not to get angry and bitter towards God mm. for putting you in difficult situations in order to bring about the very change you're asking for. Right. I, I think the biggest one was my health. Mm. Uh, people think I make stuff up about my health uh-huh. conditions I have. And uh, I'm like, sure, you can call my doctor. It's for real, you know. Um, it started off, and I, I'm pretty transparent about it. I started off, first I had carpal tunnel and tendonitis. I'm like, okay. Then I got hit with those palsy, where, mm-hmm. you know, my whole face was sunken. Mm-hmm. For days. Then I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And that was stiff, you know. Right. And then, if that wasn't enough, then they said I had tuberculitis. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, God. Um, I have this, I'm hurting. I I can't work. I wasn't working at that time right. because I couldn't. Right. Um, I had to rely a lot on my sisters, my roommates, which was hard for me because I was so reliant on myself so much. Right. I had to rely on them to feed me. Um they mm. so I was in so much pain. I, I didn't care where they rubbed me. Every night, my roommates, I had some awesome roommates, would come in my room and just rub me anywhere just to soothe the pain. Wow. And that was humbling to ask for help. Right. Because my thing is, I can do it. I can take care of it. But I was in a situation. Yeah. And as years came, I got diagnosed with uh, a pituitary tumor. And mm. um, that was sitting on the master gland. And I was like, the bitterness starting to creep. It's like, God, right. how many illness can you me here? You right. Know? And at the time, we were trying to figure out was this pituitary tumor was cancerous. Thank God it mm-hmm. wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I was getting MRIs um, you know, to look at my brain every uh, twice a year. And I was relying on people. Right. Then I was diagnosed with an enlarged heart. Hmm. and where when the doctor came in he said um you have a big heart so I was in the hospital with chest pain right and I thought the doctor was flirting with me I'm like that's not ethical I'm like well, well thank you <laughs> you can't be he's like no seriously you got a big heart <laughs> I'm like the doctor didn't press wait a minute lord help us Jesus you know but he said no seriously your, your heart is large there's some hardening on the wall um and uh, it goes in spasms mm. and so you know just all these things were just hitting me and not letting up right and i have to tell you i i, I was struggling with anger i was 
mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear the disciples because, you know, they say, read the scripture. I was at this point where yes. don't throw scriptures at me like you throwing kibbles and bits. I already yes. know the scriptures. I've been a disciple for this long. I've read the whole Bible. I know these scriptures because I use them with the people I lead. Don't <laughs> do this to me, you know? <laughs> right. But even then, I wasn't humble enough to let people mm-hmm. help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one sister told me, she learned, if you're struggling with your faith, sometimes you got to lean on somebody whose faith is strong to carry you through the tough times. Yeah. And I remember that sister told me, and I just started getting humble. Um, trusting God that, okay, God, you got me in this health situation or you allowed them to happen for a reason. And then I thought that was enough. Two years ago, I got told that I'm a carrier of a gene, you know, where athletes work out, right, drop right. and die. Well, I'm a carrier of that gene. Wow. While I'm on a stress test, the doctor is telling me while I'm on the treadmill. I'm like, are you kidding me? You told me this now? <laughs> Why we put a trap heel? You know, they're pranking me. You're telling me I have this period. But you say it's not symptomatic. It's, I'm a curious. Doesn't mean I have the symptoms of it. Right. And so it's like God, why keep I'm going to get? This is why I was certain feeling, trying not to be angry, and I have to realize I was angry that I couldn't just get one simple illness. Yeah. It could be rare ones. You know? Right. <laughs> it could right. be just a simple heart situation. And so what helped me was um, I did a lot of quiet time on bitterness, mm-hmm. on calling the trials and affliction a blessing and trying to rewire my mind. It's not a punishment. And it had to be this way because if I had not gone through all those things, I would not develop these characters, uh, I'm sorry, these convictions that I have now. So when I see right. someone else struggling, Mm-hmm. I'm more compassionate. I'm more humble with them. I try to say you can make it through. Because there were some times where I was like, God, why am I alive? Mm-hmm. Was I brought here in this world to just suffer? You know, and I just remember crying because I knew Satan was working like, God, I'm not giving up. I'm going to fight this. And mm-hmm. I just, one thing about me, I don't always rely on people to tell me. I'll get my concord and start looking up stuff. And I just started studying that on my own. Yeah. Building my faith up. So that's my long story on how I dealt with No, that's, that, that's beautiful because same with me. I'm, I'm a fighter, you know, and I don't fight God, mm-hmm. but I will fight whatever's coming at me. Yes. Uh, one of the things I had to learn, I think sounds like you as well. I had to learn and accept that it was okay Mm. talk to God in this way mm. because I think you know growing up growing up in the church growing up a good Christian southern girl you know yep 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 just don't say those things to God but in my heart I had these this bitterness and reservation and and just disappointment mm-hmm. and I had to learn that God was okay with me mm-hmm. voicing my hurt and my pain mm. because that created the realness of relationship between God and I and I think many people get stuck there where they never really talk the real stuff yeah yeah God yeah did it take you a while to get there it did it did because it had to it was a matter of breaking through so many norms Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so many taboos and um 
I had to go back, like you had mentioned before, and dig out the root. Mm -hmm. It simply was no longer enough to deal with the surface. Yes. You know, I had been dealing with the surface for so long. And even with people throwing scripture at me and all that, it was all surface Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until I went deep into the root of it. And um, I had to, I had to gut my, allow God to gut me out. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always say, do a rotor-rooter in my heart, you know? Yeah, many of us, though, are afraid to, well, I don't know if it's afraid. Some, I think, are afraid to go deep. Yeah. Some, I think, simply don't want to have to work that hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the one thing that I personally have learned is that a relationship with God takes work. Yes. And patience. And patience. And, yeah. Because, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I've noticed too, uh, I don't know if it's you as well, but I have to learn to be patient with God's timing. Because mm-hmm. when you're going through all that stuff, mm-hmm. you're like, you want that immediate response. And, oh my God, I mean, God help me, you know, can we get it like tomorrow? You know? And it's just learning to trust the process as he yeah. was on the heart. Yeah, that southern that southern way, you know, you know, you know, growing up Southern Baptist, you know, like you said, you know, you don't say those things, you know, even right. though you're thinking it, right? And then you realize you may not say it, but God already knows you think it. Who do you think you're telling? He's just waiting for you to confess it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was that was hard for me because I was feeling guilty. So I don't know if you felt the way I was feeling guilty, mm-hmm. you know, trying to tell God the truth, how I really felt. Um, when I've been told growing up, you don't say that. Right. Yeah, I got over, I think I got over getting honest with God faster mm-hmm. than I got over. It was harder for me to get honest with my church mm-hmm. than it was for me to get honest with God. Because mm. wow. So my relationship with God was thriving, but I was still uh, wearing a mask Yeah. when yeah. it came to who I am within the church. Because you know, we laugh about it, but we're coding everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how yeah. do I fit into this picture? Where do I, you know, what game do I play? What mask do I wear? So wow. I ask you as a black woman, mm-hmm. how has it been for you um, just fitting in God's kingdom? And I, I mean that in a positive way, it's been some wonderful things, but then right. there's also been times where I just felt like I'm, I'm a fish out of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I I definitely have experienced a, a lot of being a fish out of the water, and especially when you you look at like in our fellowship, you look at even the leaders. There's not that many, right? You know, in the ministry staff, and just because they're disciples doesn't mean they don't bring in their old needs and what they grew up with, right? And um, being ignored or uh, I have one sister was least fun enough, honest enough to tell me she was my discipler to tell me that uh, he has a problem with strong black women, mm-hmm. and I I I was in shock because I can tell in her behavior how she was treating me, right. and um, trying to tell the leaders about it that this person has an issue um, with strong black women where. You'd be telling people certain things that may not be totally accurate. Um, it was just swept under the rug, mm-hmm. and, and that was hurtful. Mm-hmm. You know, 
to see like, wow, my fellowship. Um, I think even more after this, uh, so more of it, after, even after the George Floyd thing, right. how it was handled in the church. And it was hurtful to see people respect this. Um, it's very hurtful. I think as far as the kingdom, I think you need to have a DEI, you know, <laughs> you know, here For on sure. how, because um, people won't want to study with certain people of color. Um, because as a black person, because I was so very intimidating. So they had not afforded to, to know about salvation. So you want to study because you can't get over your um, your belief. Your biases. Biases, you know, right. biases and stuff. Right. And so I think what's was hurtful more to me being a black woman and being in the in the fellowship is not only just seeing it, but how it was handled or not. Right. Right. You know, that was more hurtful to me. Mm-hmm. And it's still hard. And it, and it is. I absolutely agree. How do you, and I can share with you mine, how do you reconcile God's, God and God's kingdom when you mm-hmm. see what you see? Yeah. This is what I've done. Well, see, I'm, I, I'll go in the front because I have a mouth, you know, like I'll speak up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, listen, Georgia, you shut her up, you know? <laughs> Because we, we had an incident. How I reconciled myself is, first of all, I was looking at the women in my group who were all, I called chocolate, and we're having the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were getting better and stuff, but I had to step back and go, okay, God, you got two options here. I have an option here. I can get bitter and go off and, and get loud, which is going to kind of cater into this stereotype of the right. three Black women. Or I can tackle it of a way of educating, praying that they get it. Right. The women in my group were like, well, we don't need to educate them. They should know. I'm like, look, they're not going to hear you and what you're saying if you're coming off a certain way. Right. And so for me, I had to pray. I fasted. God, give me the word. Um, I had to look behind over the sin, but I'm like, I'm not going to just sit back. I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something. Yeah. And um, I guess that's what me in HR, you learn how to speak to people. You know, <laughs> let me help you see from this perspective. Right. But there were some people that just didn't take well, but I, I had to really go pray because I, I was really struggling on some of the things that were told. Yeah. And because um, it had no place in the kingdom. Right. So, um, so this is what I did. I said, look, my women and my group I'm leading, they're looking to me as an example, but for me, God, you're looking to me what I'm going to do. And so I I did some big time Bible studies, get my heart right first and pray to God. And then I had those conversations in private with those leaders about my Very good. Likewise. What do you think God sees when he looks at us today? (laughs) Random question. Woo! First of all, it's funny you, well, not funny you mentioned that because I was talking to a sister today and I was like, you know, sometimes I feel like to say, God, we need a timeout down here because we're not doing right. Because <laughs> so, um, they're not acting right. So we kind of need you to put some people on timeout. That's interesting. We had that conversation today. But when I, when I think about now, I think God's like, I think you've become very 
I think we've become passive. Mm -hmm. And I think we're getting watered down convictions. Mm -hmm. And we're getting so caught up in so many other stuff, the political stuff, our views, what we think, that the Bible, like I hear more people talking about their opinions, even in my group, but I hear less about the Bible. Right. What it is. And I think we need to return back to our first love. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak for other fellowship. I can only see what I see and with my group. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why I try to get people back and run. God, what do you see? Are you happy with me? Yeah. There's more that I can do. You know, because I have to start with me. Um, am I sharing my faith like I need to? Mm-hmm. You know, am I studying the Bible? What am I doing? Am I about my purpose like I used to? And um, that's beautiful i asked that question because i i talked to my my mom i talked to her every sunday morning so <laughs> my 86 year old mom she's just on now. but she was saying you know baby i don't know much about automobiles <laughs> <laughs> i love it and um my dad passed away at the end of 2019 so right before covid mm. my dad passed away you know, and then everything went into major shutdown. Yeah. And she was saying, well, the car started acting up and that light came on the check engine. And mm-hmm. I don't know much about automobiles. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but something told me, the spirit told me to go look in your dad's briefcase. So she looked in the briefcase and she found out where he has the car serviced. Come on. So she called them up and they said, well, can you bring the car down? Will it run? She said, yes, I can get it there. So she took the car down and they were looking at it. They said, well, how is Mr. Jefferson, my dad? How's Mr. Jefferson doing? And she uh-huh. said, oh, sorry to tell you, he passed away. And they mm-hmm. didn't know that. Uh-huh. And she said, the guy started to tear up. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm sorry, Mr. Jefferson has always been, he prayed for us. He has meant so much to us. So he went and got the other uh, guys that worked on the car. He was sharing with them that my dad had passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, they were telling my mom the story about how much my dad meant to them. Wow. And this one said, I, I turned to God. I found God because of your husband. Wow. So anyway, they said, you know, don't worry about it. We'll take care of the car. They took her, drove her back home, mm-hmm. took care of the car. And then when they called and said the car was ready, they brought the car to her and said, no charge. This is, this is our gift for who you're, I want you to know the man that you were married to. It just, it it made me think, it made me think of the power of our individual examples. You know? That is beautiful. Isn't it? I mean, you can't hide behind, well, my church wasn't right, or they still dealing with some racial stuff, or they're still doing, all that's true. Right. But the power of this one man's example, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. turn that whole, I mean, these are, guys who work on cars you know what i mean the least people that you would expect are going to be like oh soft she said they started crying she said i couldn't help but cry she said i came home and i just thanked god for my husband and i the man that god gave me was just Mm -hmm. he was so impactful yeah that is beautiful that is beautiful but that that only happens if we take personal responsibility for yes. Us. Yes. Yes. And that's that's been a hard thing for many, you know. And that's see, that's what I I would love to 
be. I'm like, God, help me be an impactful. Yeah. So if I, I when I leave this earth, that it would influence people to, to go to him even more. Yeah. Right. What a blessing. Yeah. I know, isn't it? But I hear that. I hear that in your story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've gone through so much and you're, mm-hmm. you're a new friend for me. I'm just getting to know you. So all of this is brand new. Who knew? Well, you, know, right? you knew you're my friends when I said, come on, you can come over and eat at my house. <laughs> come on, girl, come on. But who knew you'd gone through so much, but yet your focus is still laser focused on being what God wants me to be. Yeah. And that I think is what we've lost sight of. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other things are true. We're, we're, we're crazy down here. We're doing some, we need some time out. Right. <laughs> But with all of that aside, if each one of us would individually say, God, show me what I need to see in me. Yeah. Let me yeah. work on me. Let me experience you even more. Yeah. yeah. I can say today, I, I love what you just shared. I, I actually, in my prayer was, you know, God, I've been fighting, um, not moving or not, you know, doing this and that. I'm like, I'm at a point where wherever you want me to go. Yeah. Even though I don't like Texas, you want me to go there, God. I'm sorry if anybody lives in Texas, no offense, you know. <laughs> I'm a Texan. <laughs> over there, you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever you want to go, whatever you do. And I'm saying, even if it's hard for me to leave this earth, I'm like, God, I'm ready. Yeah. Because then I said, but then at one point I said, God, because they're getting on my nerves down here now, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm just feeling, yeah, I feel like I'm at peace. Yeah. Although my life is, is going crazy right now. Right. But I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. Yeah. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of being, you know, you get to a point, you know, it's here, sister, I'm tired of being strong. Who sang that song? Um, I don't want to be strong anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want to just give it over to God. And I want to be impactful. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm not even doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's why I, I, I really love what you're doing, you know, in the book. I mean, you're definitely an inspiration, you know, and I, I was right. looking at your stuff. So, and, and especially a woman of color. Yeah. You need to see more of that even in the kingdom. Even in yeah. Time. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And that God pushed me there. Mm-hmm. So as you hear some more of my story, as you look over your see, I went reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until I threw up the white flag and said, God, take me where you want me to go. Mm. That's when life started to flip over. I've, I've, God has taken me places I never thought I never dreamt wow. about, including this podcast. Wow. I was like, I had didn't even know what a podcast was. And God's like, <laughs> you're going to talk to some people. I'm like, about what? <laughs> you know, he said, about what I'm doing in their lives. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's easy because it's not on me. Right. Every, everyone has a testimony. Yes. You know? They do. And, and even like, you know, I, I had shared about you being, um, doing the uh, Devo mm-hmm. and it was like flooded on my Facebook. How many people were impacted by your lessons and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a woman of impact. 
that girl's on fire, Lisa Hughes. So, you know, <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. you and I can so just only, only pray that God will continue to use me in ways um, that I can never imagine. I think I'm just getting started. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, keep on doing it, girl. Keep on keeping on. Is there anything, last words you want to share with our audience before we say goodnight? I would say this, even when you think everything is done and, and life is not what you think it's going to be, and you have disappointment, or you're being rejected, mm -hmm. just know it's not rejection, it's a redirection, and that God is going to work it out. Love that. Hold on to your faith. Not rejection, it's a redirection. It's a redirection. That's tweetable. <laughs> okay, there's think we can hashtag that <laughs> I think we can all right my sister girl thank you so much for this time i am so delighted that i'm getting to know you yes same here you know and I'm, I'm excited for my audience to get to know you through this so as no. i said in the beginning somebody needs to hear from you today so thanks okay. for sharing your story thank you ma'am <laughs> all right girl i'll talk to you later i have a beautiful one bye-bye bye <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.